sort of a presentation thing. I'm going to do it. Actually, did it at Nelson Camp quite a few years ago. I thought it might be a little bit appropriate to the moment, the way things are going. But talking about illusions and the way that uh, we see a lot of things. As it says up there, illusions, what we see or hear actually, but what is said or heard sometimes isn't really there at all. I don't know about a lot of people here, where they do much country driving. And I know down home at the moment the roos are horrendous, there's squillions of them. And uh, when you're driving at night time, your eyes are always looking for something that's going to come out. And um, you'd be driving along, you'd be looking, you'd see something, you think, oh, there's a roo up there, and you sort of ease down a little bit and you get past and there's only a tree. So our minds tend to make up things and see things that are not necessarily always so. But even in our own selves, have you ever made a decision that seems illogical when you look back? And strangely enough, we're actually highly illogical beings, even though we think that we're not. Every person creates their own reality. Um, and the way we view our world is subject because we have our own cognitive bias. In other words, we deal with what we know, what we understand, what we believe. And uh, there's a generic belief that humans are completely rational. We all want to believe that. We're all sane. We want to think. But it's easily understandable why a belief is, is very popular. Um, because if we don't think that we're rational, that means we're going to have to step outside of our comfort zone and we're all happy in our comfort zone. It's frustrating to know that sometimes the choices we make aren't derived from logical assumptions of our own personal decisions and processes, but they have an outcome of uncontrolled and unconscious processes. Uh, what we want to think they're rational because it's a rational thing to do. Anybody here got fear of heights? I have. But really, a height can't kill you. Even the falling won't. It's just a sudden impact at the end. <laughs> so what you should be afraid of is the, the impact, none of the rest of it. But it's our minds, what our minds are teaching us. Go on to the next one, please, Satan. You have a look at these lines, and you have a look at them, and they don't look, they all look different. All three of them look different. But when you have a look and think about it, you can actually realise that the lines are all the same. It's just our minds are seeing things. They look at the overall lengths and think they're all different, but they're not. And it becomes obvious when you look at them that they're the same. Next one, please. Can you read that? Right? I bet you read it wrong. Because when you read that, it says, I love Paris in thee, the springtime. There's two these in there. Our minds read only words that we need to read, that we need to see to get an understanding, but we don't read all the words that are actually there. Next one, please. Out of that sentence there, my daughter sent me this quite a while ago, how many uh, letters F can you read on that, can you find on it? How'd you go? Did you find three? What about four? Five? Six? Well, if you found six, according to the information I've been given, you're a genius. If you found three, that's normal. And if you found four, you're quite rare. But anyway, because the word of is a word that our minds don't actually um, focus. It just sort of passes over that. The human brain cannot process the word of as it reads through that. I had to go through it a few times. I found three, but I couldn't find six. Next slide, please. It says, at the time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, 
because you have hid the things, uh, these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. God's hidden the salvation message openly in the scriptures. And yet how many people have actually seen or found what's actually in there? People read the scriptures according to what their brain knows and what their brain is able to process. So in other words, they deal with the things that they know. And with the things that they're given around the place at the moment, they aren't given the full uh, understanding of what the gospel is really all about. Yet God has always put it there where everybody can see it. Next one, please. Right, can you read that? Did you pick it up again? That there is something more in there. Yet, as we read that, even though we're aware that there's something extra in there, it still can be hard to see what is there and and actually think about it and for our minds to process it uh, properly so that we actually get an understanding of it all. Next slide, please. So, for I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of the prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. You know, there are a lot of organisations around that have made it, try to make it easier for people to understand and so they put stuff in or they take stuff away from the word of God and they do this to make it easier for people to comprehend or to understand or even just to accept what it is that the organisation is trying to put over. And they make it so people don't have to spend any time thinking about the gospel. They don't have to think about going through things um, and so they can just accept things at face value and take it on that what my organisation is telling me must be correct, so therefore I don't have to look any more into it. You know, as we see here is what the Lord is saying, things aren't necessarily going to be quite like that when the time comes, when he returns. Next slide, please. Here we go. Typoglycemia sounds like a disease, but strangely enough, we all have it. Can you read that, the bottom part of it? How'd you go? Make sense? Strange, isn't it? But it seems like a lot of letters when you first look at it and they're all jumbled up. Yet as you look at it, the more you see it, the more it starts to make sense. Next slide, please. As it is written, eyes not seen nor ear heard nor have entered in the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The word of God really is an amazing, amazing thing that we have. And when we start actually, look, when we start looking into it properly, all these things just start coming out. It's not just black words or black letters on a white page. It actually starts meaning something. The more we have a look into it, the more we see and the more we understand. And the thing is, we've got the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is what tends to reveal more and more to us, gives us more and more of an understanding. And as time goes on, as we're looking into these things, a greater understanding comes through it. Next slide, please. How do you go with that one? How'd you go? Uh, 
It's, um, it does become a little bit easier the more you see and the more you do as it is. And it's like the Word of God. The more we look into it, the more understanding comes. Next slide, please. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, no man deceive you. For men shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. The human mind can see and process some amazing stuff. It's an, an incredible thing that the Lord has put in there for us. And yet... It can't understand the simplicity of the scriptures. It's got to find, try and find something more. So people will go out and they will try and deceive you. They'll try and change what the simplicity is and try and make it seem like there's got to be more to it. What it needs, what the word of God needs for people to understand is the Holy Spirit. When we've got the Holy Spirit, it reveals to us. It starts making things more understandable so it makes it easier for us to accept and to be able to take it on board. Next slide, please. How do you go with this one? How'd you go? Looks like just a lot of numbers and letters and all the rest of that type of stuff. So to be able to do that, as it says, you've got a strong mind. The Word of God makes our mind extremely strong because it allows us to see more than what the run-of-mill person will see when they open up the the, the Scriptures and just read it. A lot of people, when they've got the Bible, when they first start, they open it up, they read a few lines and then they close it because it just gets too baffling. The thing is, the Lord has given us the Holy Spirit and makes an understanding for us. Next slide, please. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. We're not to be deceived looking in these things, looking things just letters and numbers and that don't really mean anything. We've always just got to keep persevering and keep praying and we keep asking the Spirit and let the Spirit give us the, the, uh, the understanding, the knowledge that we need. And the Spirit will actually bring all things together and make it so that things will work for us. God has said this for us. We don't have to sit back and think, well, I don't know, so therefore I'm not going to look into it. But rather we just have a look a little bit more and the Comforter will give us the understanding. The Comforter is the one who reveals to us. Next slide, please. What colour is that? Bright. It's blue, isn't it? Yeah. Have a look again. Right, the first thing you saw, you just read what it all was and that's what your mind said and so that's what your mind thought it was because you thought, you didn't think about it, you just said it without looking. And that is what so much happens around the place. So many people see something, they just accept what it is and it's not necessarily so. Next one, please. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. So what we see may not always be what it is. But the thing is, we know that the creator we have, as he says, his, his thoughts are not our thoughts, nor that his ways, our ways. So the great part about it is that we don't need to understand everything because we're not going to. But God doesn't deal with trickery. He doesn't deal with illusions. He doesn't deal with, with things to con or fool people. He puts everything out there and he puts his creation up there so people can see it. The human race is the one that puts up the illusions and puts up the trickery and all the rest of it and tries to come up with ideas to explain what God has already done rather than just accept the fact that God is the creator, God has done it, I've got no idea how but I'll accept it because everything is perfect. Next slide please. All right. 
on a smaller screen, it works. There's meant to be black dots there. Can anyone see black dots in the middle that are moving around? From this angle, I can't see them. But you look at them, they're there, they seem to be moving, then they seem to disappear and all the rest of it. The thing out of it, there is no black dots in amongst all that. There's nothing at all. So, next slide, please. And it come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love you, the Lord your God, to serve him with all your hearts, with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in due season, the first rain and the latter rain that you may uh, gather uh, in your corn and your wine and your oil. And I will send grass in your field for your cattle that uh, you may eat and be full. Uh, take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived, that you turn aside and you serve other gods and worship them. We're told there to not to be deceived. If we're not deceived, that God will supply the things that we need. And he looked after the children of Israel. If, and as long as they kept God's commandment and the blessings and such like, they were all going to be there for them. And we're also not to be deceived uh, and turn aside to other gods. We'll turn aside to something else that gives an impression of something that is being there when in actual fact there is nothing there at all. When you start talking about what God is able to do and what God does, we see the proof but the other things around us that people will put up aren't there at all because there is no proof or evidence of it. Next slide, please. Read that one. How about that? You get caught again reading that? Yeah, when you sit back and you have a look at it, it all comes out and comes a little bit more obvious. But when you just read straight through, your mind just reads as a complete sentence. You don't see the extra words that are there. Next slide, please. And Moses and Aaron went in unto Pharaoh, and they did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and did his servants, and it became a serpent. The Pharaoh also called his wise men and the sorcerers. Now the magicians of Egypt, they did, also did in like manner with their enchantments. For they cast down every man his rod, and they became serpents, and Aaron's rod swallowed up theirs. So do we ever really learn? The human race, will it ever learn? That said, do they always get caught out? So often they do. Here it tells us about Pharaoh's magicians. They came in, but Aaron's rod, the power of God, came in and swallowed up these magicians' rods that were there. You know... The magicians and uh, the other soothsayers and such like that uh, even around today, they don't change their habits. They're all about tricks. They're all about illusions and such like that they're putting up. Even in the time of the disciples with Simon the sorcerer, he came through and he was offering money to the disciples that he might have the power to be able to give people the Holy Ghost. And the thing is, the Holy Ghost, it's not a trick and it's not an illusion. It is the power of God unto salvation. It is something real and it's something tangible. Next slide, please. It's a real photo. You have a look at that. I have no doubt there are times we all wish we could be a little bit like that. Remove our head and give us that body that we really want back. You know, as you stand in front of the mirror, guys, and you're flexing your muscles and all those types of things. The muscles, by the way, they start dragging after a while. But that's what you see. How can something like that be possible? But it's just obviously there's... People will probably be able to tell you what actually takes place. I'm not too sure. Something about refraction and light and all the rest of that type of stuff. But the thing is, it's not real. That person, obviously, his head must still be there, but it's just an illusion. So next slide, please. We're not deceived. God's not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that also shall he reap. 
He that sows to his flesh of the flesh reap corruption, that he sows to the spirit shall the spirit reap everlasting life. The good thing is we can't fool God and we're not out to mock him like a lot of people uh, do that are round about. We might be able to con people because people don't know everything, but we can never con God. We can never deceive him because God is the omnipotent one who knows all things that are there. So what we're going to sow, we're going to reap. And the thing is, it's going to become obvious to everybody as time goes on because people will see what the actual truth of things is. They will see what is really there and not just the illusion that quite often a lot of people want to try and put up. Next slide, please. For we're not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God, in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. And that's what we want. We don't want to deceive people. We don't want to con people. We don't want to put up an illusion and tell people about the things that are taking place. Because when we tell people about the word of God and what God can do, we're telling them about what has happened to us, our experiences, and that we know to be truth. And then we can tell people that we've got something to stand on, we've got something to prove. We don't have to prove it because God will prove it to other people. Uh, Next slide, please. It says, Knowing this first, no prophecy of the scripture is any private interpretation for the property came, prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So we don't need to put up a private interpretation of anything because it's God's word. There's no I think this, there's no I think that. It's the word of God. We don't have to put our own slant on it to make it more appealing because when you think about it, you tell people about the power of God, you tell about healings and provisions and protection and amazing things like that. What more can you say that's going to be more powerful than that. You know, we don't want to change the truth of God into a lie because if we do that, then we can't trust anything. Last slide, please. Well, second to last it is. Have a look at that. This is what the world offers you. Something that is attractive, something that is nice to look at and all the rest of it. Now, can you all just stand on your head and look at it? Maybe we'll give you the next slide and we'll show you what it actually looks like. (laughs) Now, that is what the world gives you. You may think you've got everything, but in reality, and by the way, guys, it's not your wife's first up in the morning. If there was a... um, I was chatting to a fellow a long time ago and he couldn't quite understand all this type of stuff. And I said to him, if I wrote you out a cheque for a million dollars and gave it to you, you'd think you're doing all right. I said, I'll put the date on it, I'll put your name on it and I'll put a million dollars on it, but that cheque will be as good as useless because I won't sign it. By the way, people do know what checks are, don't they? <laughs> yep, good. Um, and that is what the world offers you. The world will offer you everything and eventually deal up nothing. God gives you more than what we could ever possibly want. Amen. Amen.